Okay, so every couple of weeks, we get Jason Brennick, our resident life coach, in to talk about life and love and relationships and kids and dogs and work and all of the things that give us stress <laughs> and teach us how to deal with all of the stresses. And you, Jason Brennick, um, have been really, I think, pivotal for all of us in lockdown. I think we've taken a lot from every every coaching, not coaching session, but every conversation that we've had, because you don't coach, you, you converse and you share some of your life wisdom and some of the things that you've learned. So today I think is one of our last ones for the year, actually, I think. Is it? Yeah. I think Let's so. do another one after this. One, okay, one more, more after one this, more. a Christmas edition. I'll, I'll give that to you. you. You're nice. I like you. You can stay. Cool. <laughs> Even though it's just audio, I'm going to wear a red hat. <laughs> I will actually ask you to take a selfie with your very fancy ring light that I've seen in your Instagram pictures uh, with your red and hat. And my red hat. Okay, done. As the picture. Because you took you, you, you took issue with my Superman underwear picture from the last one, I believe. Oh, was it your underwear? I mean, we spoke about <laughs> Superman. I, I didn't realize it was yours. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Well done then, I must say. I was, I, was, I, was trying, I was trying to tell everyone that it was you. And then they were like, he would never, he's a life coach. He would never be in his underwear. And he doesn't have Superman underwear. I was like, you don't know him. You don't you know, know him. I just actually, I got to be really careful congratulating you or whatever was in that underwear. Because I remember my th- first thought when I saw it, I don't think it's a female butt. But I mean, how do you know the difference? What is the difference? I don't this know. Conversation for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, the point is, you know, when it comes to butts and legs, we just got to be very careful when complimenting, especially as guys. And maybe this is part of what we're going to speak about today. Uh, just the other way around, because this can result in stress. <laughs> it's like coming from a place <laughs> of stress. But we, we have to be careful what we look at and enjoy. I think you should just look at it and enjoy everything. You don't necessarily need to comment on it, though. Yeah, this is definitely part of what we're speaking about today. (laughs) Okay, so today, Jason Brennan has brought a a really, really awesome guest to the show. Her name is Beth Schneider. Um, Have I said that very badly, Beth? No, no, you've said it right. It's my husband's very Swiss surname, so yes. (laughs) Love this. I love this. So, Beth, you are also a transformation and life coach, but you specialize in working with women who are at risk of stress and burnout. And this is exactly what we need at exactly this time of exactly this year. So thank you, Jason, for introducing us. And thank you, Beth, for taking time out of your day to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so obviously, we all know this year has not been great. Um, It hasn't been terrible for most people, but it's been very terrible for a few people. For the rest of us, it's just kind of been uncomfortable, um, anxious, anxiety causing. And then obviously with lockdown happening and not working to going back to work, I said to someone just now, I don't think I've had this full a week in 2020. And it's supposed to be the end of the year. We're supposed to be kind of winding down, but everything's kind of picking up. So I Mm. think we all need to hear from you, Beth. So tell us a little bit about you. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a transformation and life coach and I have a history of working in banking and finance. Um, so I'm also a mom to my little Chloe, so I know a thing or two about stress and burnout. Uh, I've been, I own Wildflower Transformation Coaching and I, I work specifically with women around stress and burnout. And a lot of it comes from my own personal history of burning out while working in a very hectic corporate environment. 
So when I hit rock bottom in my, my early 30s, I woke up thinking I was broken. I was felt completely burnt out. And it was at this point I had to ask myself, how did I actually get there? I'd followed what we call the should do's in life, had climbed the ladder and done everything that you're supposed to do to be successful. But inside, I actually felt anything but. So at that point, I went on some form of journey of self-discovery and it led to me kind of helping women around um, the same thing. So that's in a nutshell me. (laughs) Wow. I love that you're so open about the fact that you were burnt out and you'd hit that rock bottom. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like what was happening in your life and how did that feel? Like what what does that Yeah. So at that point, I I have to be vulnerable about this because I think it's something that a lot of people are experiencing in silence, you know. So the more that we can speak openly about the fact that so many people are burning out, the better. And for me personally, what it looked like is I was working at one of the large trading companies um, internationally and I moved back to South Africa and that year just so much happened. It was just a year of um, already a stressful job, moving countries, um, a whole lot of things happened at once. And at the end of that year, I was like, <laughs> I'm completely exhausted. Every time we would have a break, I would have what I Googled and called uh, adrenal fatigue, but it wasn't really. I was just completely exhausted. I would f- I'd fall asleep if I was not doing something. Um, I was feeling like I wasn't enough, I, like everything I did wasn't enough. And I just started to lose connection with myself and with everyone around me. And it's, it started to just feel like I was, it was just work and nothing much else that I could, I had the energy for. And so I think it can look different for everyone because burnout can even be something that moms experience when they first are sat at home with the baby and they're like, what has happened to my life, you know? Um, And burnout can be something that can happen to someone who, this year, for example, when we've had absolutely no control over our lives. So it can look different, but it is a, a form of, you know, physical and mental and emotional exhaustion. And how, Jason, how do you and Beth know each other and, and um, end up on this podcast together? We met April last year. We were part of a networking group and Beth had just joined and then I was looking at joining And it was quite funny because uh, the way that this group was structured is that you could only have one representative from any given profession. So we had a chat and we were quite certain that we niched in different areas and uh, we probably have more collaboration than overlap. And we, I, I was with the group for a year. Uh, I think Beth continued and we, uh, well, we, we worked together in some ways or other ways and we collaborated in conversations and we bounced things off one another and we've kept in contact ever since. And it was our conversation, Danny, yours and mine, mm-hmm. on the last recording where somehow, I can't remember the detail anymore, but you and I landed up in gender comparisons uh, over the subjects of stress and burnout. And that's when I contacted you afterwards and said, I think it would actually be a really good idea to bring someone on that specializes in this area, but still has a coaching perspective and approach to it. Yeah. Do you think though, Jason, coming from your perspective, I'll ask you this now, now, Beth, do you think that we get burnout differently, that we, that it uh, manifests differently in men and women? Uh, so I, it sounds like there are two questions there. I think we get burnout the same way. So the stressors that we have as human beings are probably much the same, wide and varied, but we're all subject to uh, being under pressure 
But yes, they do manifest in different ways. In other words, men and women, in my experience, act differently uh, mm-hmm. on the back of being stressed, being anxious, and approaching burnout without a doubt. Okay. And Beth, how do you think we as women or those of us who identify as women are different? Um, how, how do we, how does it manifest differently for us? Okay. So I think in some senses, um, both men and women are burning out, but women are burning out a lot more, but just a lot to do with how we are raised. We're raised to be people pleasers. Uh, we're raised to look after everyone else and put ourselves last. So a lot of times it manifests in women because we actually naturally do that. And it's that doing that consistently and consistently putting ourselves last that is makes us more susceptible to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely looks different in men and women. And I think a lot of how this came about was the a chat I had with, with um, Jason, because I'm trying to understand how it also works for men so that I can add some of this into some of the packages that I offer. Because I think for men, often it's a, uh, they don't show it in the same way because they go to the gym and they think they're doing all these things to help themselves. But sometimes those are actually ways of not facing themselves. And it's about no- noticing those things. And often we're not, you know, yeah. um, whereas for women, it's more like it sometimes becomes outwardly obvious because all of a sudden we just can't handle our emotions. We feel like <laughs> we're flipping our lid at our kids. We're like uh, sh- shouting at, uh, at everyone around us and feeling like there's something wrong with us. But a lot of the times it is because we just, you know, we, we can't carry on the way we are. So, so would you then, Jason, um, coach uh, a woman with burnout or with what looks to be burnout differently than would you would coach a man? So my approach and the way that I coach with anyone would be the same. <clears throat> Where I would differentiate is uh, before I even begin coaching, I would try and understand who this person is, uh, where they're coming from, what's going on with them, what's top of mind, what they're struggling with, where they're getting stuck. And if it is someone that fits very snugly into uh, Beth's niche that she works with, which is really women in the workplace approaching burnout, Beth has experience that she can draw on and she has, uh, that's her own experience, but she also has the experience of working with these women individually in groups on a program that she has. So in terms of a woman in that space resonating with a potential coach and getting the best results from the work that she does, I would be more likely to refer that person to Beth. Mm -hmm. But if I thought that that person would work with me, man or woman, in the approach that I have to the way that I coach, whatever the subject may be, stress, burnout, life decisions, direction, career, whatever it may be, my approach would still be the same. For me, coaching is coaching. Beth, I'm going to move over to you for a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you about... Firstly, I don't think a lot of us know how to identify burnout because like you say, I have a very similar situation where I was feeling not so great, a little bit more emotional than normal. I Googled, it told me I had adrenal fatigue. I went to disc I bought the things. They didn't really help. They made me yeah. feel more awake. But I think that was also because by that stage, I was drinking so much coffee um, yeah, not sleeping. And I was just running on just caffeine and vitamins at that point but i never thought that i was burnt out i mean surely you would have to like yourself be like on the trading floor and like you know in those hollywood movies with everyone shouting at you not a stupid radio <laughs> <laughs> i 
and I think this is where the misconception comes in is because even the way it's been told by the WHO is that it's work related. But my personal experience and from the research I've done from it, because I really became interested to understand why it happens. It's not just people who are on trading floors that are burning out. It's happening um, to people who are just moms, for example. It's happening to people who are out of work because it's got a lot to do with also the need to be in control, um, which is why I think a lot of people will be feeling burnt out after this year because we've had, like, the whatever notion we thought we had of control has been pretty much ripped out from underneath of us, you know. And then I've got this five pillars of burnout. So the other ones is emotions. We've not, And I think this goes for men and women. We're not actually taught how to feel our emotions. So... As women, it comes out in one way. Um, we're told not to be angry, to to be good girls. Whereas for men, um, you know, it's uh, for them it's different because they, you know, boys don't cry. All these type of things. So that that leads to us suppressing, and that's when it starts to be the emotional exhaustion that we start to feel, which is part of burnout. And then it's around uh, all of us not having enough boundaries, specifically also as women, because it, you know when it comes to boundaries, we we don't know how to put them in place because uh, we're going to end up disappointing people or we're going to end up making people feel like we're not there for them. And that goes then our self-worth because then we don't feel like we're enough. And a lot of it then comes down to what we believe and what we're taught to believe. And I think that's where the difference really comes in with men and women because we're taught to believe different things because we're brought up differently as men and women. Um, so a lot of it can end up being that it's all these things and we don't feel like we're burnt out because we're just feeling a little bit more stressed than normal. But if we're having to numb with, with wine and coffee and Netflix binges, which are all good in moderation, but if you're feeling like you're needing to do that and you're completely exhausted and you're not sure where you've gone, you feel completely disconnected. That's for me what burnout really looks like, looks like yes. specifically for women. Beth, your comment about burnout with with moms, um, it it could be a mom that's not working, right? It could be just a a woman that is a new mother and she's Mm. feeling burnt out from the exhaustion, which led me to think about another thing is that there's probably a lot of burnout going on now with people that have lost jobs, being retrenched, Mm. being fired, uh, losing businesses and trying to make it. They're hacking their way through life. They're hustling their way through their career or their business. And, you know, these times, as we refer to them, could make things more challenging than ever. Mm, I would imagine that, that burnout is on a scale. And maybe other things like pressure, anxiety, stress reside in that scale. But also at the one extreme, I would put depression in your working with women or people with burnout, how do you gauge whether they're just on this burnout journey or whether they've hit depression? And if they're at depression, what do you do? So I think sometimes when it comes to depression, it can be a symptom of burnout. So um, you can you definitely start to feel mildly depressed where you just have those days where you finally can rest and you end up spending the whole day on the couch because you just can't bring yourself to get up because you feel exhausted, you feel down, you don't know what to do to make things better for yourself. So it's that type of depression. But the, you know, real like hardcore depression, 
I would send someone to a psychologist. Um, and there is a difference between this mild depression that you'd get from burnout and, you know, depression that someone's had for years and years and years and, you know, needs um, different type of, of help. So I think, yeah, it, it really is a different type of depression. It's not the full on. And if you leave it too long, then it can end up being yeah. a lot worse, you know, and I think that's where, uh, you have to start to become aware of yourself. And I think everything in the modern world stops us from being aware of ourselves. We we just tend to be like, okay, well, it's just a little bit tired. I'm just a little, I can carry on. Mm-hmm. And it's about starting to know these signs for yourself and saying, actually, this isn't normal. Like, I don't want to live like this. So why am I continuing to push myself to to live in this way? Yeah. What are the signs? Do you have a kind of checklist when you speak to a potential client or a client? Dude, I was just going to ask this. We are same. I was legit just going to ask this. Yeah, you and I spend a lot of time together. I want the check. I need. I need the checklist, please. please. <laughs> so this, I'm going to give you signs in real life because I think this is where like a lot of these things go wrong because we hear these high level things and I, the signs are like feeling like you're flipping out over the smallest of things and you're shouting at people around you, which is out of character for you. That is a sign that there's something happening and if it's if you're already exhausted you're already been struggling with everything in general like then if you're shouting and finding yourself not being able to handle normal things that you could before that is a sign that you could be burning out and other signs could include you know i found a lot in my previous job you find yourself crying and hiding yourself in the bathrooms to cry. Um, And this happens to so many people. We just don't speak about it, where you find yourself crying in the bathrooms at work or at home just to hide from everyone the fact that you're not actually actually coping. Um, We're definitely speaking about women now, right? Yeah, this is women. Yeah, this is the woman's (laughs) side. No, no, and it's true. Well, it could be, man. It could be. But with men, it's a little bit different in the sense that you, it's if you are over exercising and are you, if you're, um, you know, men, it's, it shows up much different. I think men, it's like, okay, I'm feeling tired. I'll just push myself that bit further. Whereas with women, it's, um, you, we're naturally a little bit more um, emotional. So it's when you're starting to feel that way. And on top of this extreme tiredness, there is, something there that's a warning sign that there's something to look at. Um, I also think um, one of the warning signs for me was also I would just, anytime I would stop, I would feel like I was crashing. You know, it was just, I would end up, I went to um, see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert with my friends and I fell asleep (laughs) through the whole show. And that is not a show that you sleep through, you know, it's not. (laughs) And that was when I was at the peak of, I was burning out and I, at that point, you know, needed to stop, you know. Men and women are driven by different things. And I've been waiting to get onto this gender comparison over here. So Mm. here we are. I do think that our innate hormones uh, drive us to react in different ways. And the fact is that men are testosterone driven. So if you think about testosterone uh, and the amygdala, which is our primal epicenter and how our brain works in situations when we're under pressure or stress, we move into fight flight, right? And would you say then, Beth, that the female gender would move more to flight and their nurturing way of being versus men that might move more into fight and Mm. go run a marathon or go to a boxing uh, gym or something like that. 
Yeah. So basically what happens with women is we, we try to fix things. Uh, we try to fix everything around us. And then what happens is uh, as long you do that for too long and then you start feeling like I'm doing this and no one's noticing. So then resentment starts to come in. And at that stage, you then go into more of this sort of victim mode where you feel like everyone's out to get you. Um, and whereas with men, often in these scenarios, they become more aggressive to be heard and seen. So there's almost this, you know, per persecutor part where they come in and they yes. will be um, trying to be listened to and heard. And the only way often men know how to do that is by coming across stronger and more aggressive. You know? Well, it's whereas, funny when you say, <clears throat> yeah. where, where you say where the women try to fix things, whereas guys will, and I don't speak for everyone and I do, uh, you know, I do smile as I say a lot of this because I'm just trying to almost exaggerate my drawing the difference between the genders. But women will try to fix, but guys will literally break things. You know, we will put mm -hmm. our hand through a door. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because we're frustrated, that's how we deal with it. Yeah, and we deal with it completely differently. And like we mentioned in our, the conversation we had the other day, women have our um, our coffee dates with our, with our friends where sometimes we it's not always uh, that great what we do is so we go and moan about everything because – but men go to the pub with their friends and they actually drink beer and they don't talk about what's happening to them. So, you know, in some senses we still have some outlet as women, but as men – Often we, you don't. You don't have the same outlet that we have as, as when to go and talk to your friends but about Beth, your problems, you know? Beth, we do talk about it. I've had a situation where I was really struggling with something and I met mm -hmm. with a mate and I, said, and I said to him, I'm really struggling with something. And he said, here, have a beer. And yeah. that was a really powerful conversation. You see, I think that that's the difference inherently. I think you guys do it yeah. with one beer. We do it with six bottles of wine. And by the end of that, we're all crying in the bathroom. <laughs> and we're all <laughs> because it's the only time that we've been able to be vulnerable because it's a safe space. We're not allowed mm. to falter and we're not allowed to be vulnerable it's in, in, in everything, but especially not in, in the corporate world because mm. then, you know, exactly as you said, ah, don't phone me. Um, exactly as you said, we, Beth, you know, we, we're, we're expected to be these emotional creatures. And when we are, it's, it's, it, you know, people say it. Jason, you just, you just did. Um, and I know yours came from a place of love and a place of understanding as a coach and a dad and a husband. But we mm. never want to be told we're emotional because we're hormonal or because it's a yeah. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh boy. So we, we, we go out of our way to be more masculine in our day -to -day lives and to mm. come across more together and, and like, like we'll, we'll fix the problem. You know, we'll, we'll, we're good. We're good. So when we do go and sit with our friends, that release is insane. Like I'm telling you, mm. I've left and, and almost not been able to drive home, not from the wine, but just from the pure emotional release where you're so tired and you've been able to let it go and your body just kind of goes, I'm done now. Yeah. It's to work, isn't it? And it's so it's true. And, it's, work. <laughs> and this comes back to where one of the other five pillars of burnout, which is authenticity, because what I found how I dealt with that stress is that I'm actually a naturally sensitive 
person. That's how I became very good at being a coach because I can pick up on things and I can understand where people come from. I'm, I'm empathetic like that. But in that type of environment, I became someone I wasn't because that was how I was survived. And that became, that actually was become to become more masculine and to become aggressive. And I think that happens a lot to women in corporate is that we feel this need to, to do that so that we don't feel like we're going to get completely trampled on. Yeah. And for, the more you aren't yourself, there's only a certain amount of time you can do that before it does catch up with you and, and you lose connection with yourself. And that disconnection means that it, when you start to feel more burnt out, you can't even go and have that conversation with your friends in the same way anymore because you, you don't even feel a connection with yourself, let alone anyone else. And I think that's another way of knowing whether you're on that road towards burnout. So when I was doing my research in women in business and I was interviewing uh, women in, in uh, so entrepreneurs, executives and business owners, there were stories like I wear high heels so I can be taller than men so that I can show up with power. Um, mm-hmm. I wear a wedding ring even though I'm not married uh, so that I'm not hit on. Mm-hmm. I speak in a certain way because I'm in the... Uh, motor vehicle industry and a need to be respected by men. Like that all sounds incredibly tiresome. And I can imagine that putting on that show and compromising Mm. yourself as a person can eventually lead to a point where she might say she's completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Beth, we've identified some of the the things that could lead us to believe that we have burnout, Um, whether Mm -hmm. we're a stay-at-home mom, whether we are just in this this COVID fatigue, whatever it is, we've identified them. We think we have burnout. Now now what? So I think, you know, like we were talking earlier, there is a a scale, like some people when they're burnt out, they are at the stage where they actually need help by going to see a doctor. You know, if you're at the stage where it's like physical exhaustion and you're struggling to get out of bed, I think that's when you need to to think about uh, seeing um, a doctor or homeopath um, to discuss how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, yeah. And I think otherwise, you know, a lot of it is just starting to become aware of yourself and again. And I think a lot of it comes from this disconnection with ourselves and not, it, you know, start to see how am I numbing? How am, what am I using to not actually feel what I need to feel or not sit with myself? And um, because we try to avoid that. And I think if you can take that first step of becoming aware of what you, you're doing to not feel what you need to feel or not see if this is what you're experiencing and then actually start getting in touch with what am I actually thinking about at the moment? What am I feeling? What are these emotions? Because without knowing that, that's where it starts to become this explosion or this I'm exhausted. You've got to really start to to get to know yourself again. Um, And then it's then a a lot of people in the stage need, need help. And it's about being okay with that. It's okay to, to get help. It's okay to um, speak to someone. It's okay. Even if it is your friends and your family, uh, you know, you need to share what you're going through. And I think um, this is again, where we go back to the male and female thing is that, I was interviewed recently and one of the ladies said, which was really interesting is the research shows that a lot of women who are dealing with burnout, their husbands are actually really supportive. Mm-hmm. Whereas men be- dealing with burnout, often their wives aren't. So I think we've also got to be looking at these things in our relationships. How are we showing up for each other? You know, um, are we being supportive to people around us? Or we often we'd expect men, for example, to, to just man up, but, how's that helping them? And for women, we expect them not to be so emotional and we expect, you know, we've got to start being like, how can we 
have safe spaces where we can all show up as ourselves. And if you can't get that at work, you need that at home. You've just actually, you've nailed it for me. That, that whole thing about men supporting their wives, but wives not supporting their husbands during something like this is so true. And I almost wanted to say, drag me, Beth, drag me, because I've done that. Like I I have been that person who's gone, no, you're supposed to be strong and you're supposed to man up. And that is so problematic. And that is such toxic belief. Like that is such a toxic belief. Yes. So have you just committed to having a conversation with Phil tonight? Oh no, we've 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 worked that out before. This this is this has been a long time coming. But it did actually take uh, I think a therapy session for me to realize that I was being this kind of toxic person. Um, but I just wanted to own it and say that I've done it to you. So when you're in that space, it's very difficult to see it from the outside. It is. But I think we also all as people need to now start looking at we're in the 21st century. How can we start unlearning some of these really old school beliefs that no longer serve us? Because we're still living in with based on those beliefs. We're still thinking there should be pink jobs and blue jobs that we're still thinking there should be all these (laughs) things that are actually detrimental to all of our mental well-being and our um, personal health. So at what stage do we all as as couples, as people, and as parents start to say, well, is, is this really working? And how can we let these go and form new beliefs that are going to change how we live as society? Okay, so going forward, two life coaches on a podcast, uh, we've identified that we're burnt out. We've identified that we've all got to face our own-ish um, at the end of the day and fix ourselves and maybe not expect so much from our husbands and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends or partners. Where to from here? There are three weeks left of one of the most tumultuous, emotionally charged, desperate years we've ever had. How are we going to use these last three weeks to set ourselves up to be better human beings for 2021 and maybe not completely not burnt out, but less burnt out and maybe equipped to deal with the burnout that could still come in 2021? So personally, I would say that now is a really good time to just reflect on the year and and stop and actually say, what has this year taught me like what has this year taught me about what's important to me in life what do I actually want for myself in my future and is what I'm currently doing or what I'm I'm currently allowing myself to believe really supporting that or not I think at some stage you've got to look at whatever we do if you continue to do the same thing and not change anything you're either going to be forced into change like COVID does to us or you're going to at some stage have burnout and then you have no other choice but to do this work because you will end up at some stage you know not being able to fully function and I think it's about not allowing yourself to get to that point and having these check-ins with yourself and saying what can I learn to move forward what can I change and what's working so you can celebrate that as well so it's not all about just um, being negative it's also about like what is going right in our lives what is the good things that we can also celebrate because it's those things adding doing more of those that are going to make life happier and better so that would be my suggestions and Jason so I think Beth covered a lot of the kind of base level stuff which I, I would have said it pretty much the same um, but I'd like to reiterate the importance of talking even if you are a guy Mm -hmm. sometimes even if your friend turns around and goes oh okay have a beer sometimes that purge would have allowed you to relinquish 
some of that anxiety that you have as a man. And, and that's important because you may not get and elicit the response that you want or you need, but sometimes that purge just takes the weight off the shoulders. And that could be talking to a friend, that could be talking to family. I think to have that conversation with a spouse is very good. Sometimes, again, whether or not you get the support that you want, but this is very important, is don't have expectations in that regard. So have that conversation without having a particular outcome in mind, because you, if not met, it will lead to disappointment. If you have any mentors in your life, lean on them, especially a mentor in your industry, uh, a mentor in your community. It's very important to have that person available to you to give you guidance. If you have a, access to or you work with a coach, uh, remember the purpose of working with a coach uh, is really to take you from where you are to where you want to or need to be. And that can often, if you're in a, a place like this, a place of burnout, can pull you out of that because you're focusing on what you want and you're moving in that direction. So mm -hmm. there is work to be done. And Beth probably does more work than I do in the space of kind of working with the burnout. But at the same time, you need to have a direction in which to go. Uh, I think it's important to catch yourself. Beth described some symptoms of burnout really well. Catch yourself uh, when manifesting these symptoms. Uh, catch yourself being these symptoms. Uh, if you are lazing on the couch till four o'clock in the morning, if you are sleeping too much, if you're leaning on booze and caffeine, you know, those are symptoms that may indicate something deeper and you need to see it. Sometimes mm -hmm. just seeing those actions that you take to deal with the burnout, even unconsciously, just seeing them will raise it from unconscious to conscious and you'll start mm -hmm. to take uh, action in a action. new direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want to say quickly, sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to say on that, if you are leaning into wine or vodka or whatever it is that you're using to numb, it's, it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's been a very traumatic year and you need to not beat yourself up about it. I think you need to look at it, accept it and fix it. But I don't think that it's the end of the world. I don't think that you, you, you should dwell on. No, yeah. All of this is being, uh, yeah. All of this is about looking at yourself without judgment. And I think part of the problem is that we judge ourselves so heavily, you know, and it's not about, okay, yeah, you're numbing yourself. So you're a bad person and that's why you're burning out. It's like, no, just acknowledge that that's what's happening is the first place to start and, and saying, is this, you know, is this serving me for now? And if it's, or is there something I need to do to change this? And it's not about judging yourself and saying that I'm a bad person because I've decided to numb, like we all do it. I think most people have one thing they do to try and escape from the world. And it's just knowing when it's going too far and doing something about it when it's going to that point. When I became a dad, I found the perfect balance between wine and coffee, and that got me through life. But <laughs> what was important is that I, I – so it wasn't for me. I don't have an addictive personality, but I think for one, they would have to test whether there's an addiction, if there was even a hint at that. So if you're on 14 coffees a day, see if you can go with four coffees a day. For example, I'm you know pushing mm -hmm. an extreme here. Uh, just be aware of that, though. And the last uh, – two more things. The first is that I would say give yourself – time. Give yourself time. So even though you may be out of a job, even though, uh, you know, Dan, you talk about like winding down, we've got three weeks left of the year. Um, we've spoken about the whole Southern Hemisphere mindset of December and everything before, you know, it's like 2020, 2021 is, it's just another date. You're, if you don't work with what you have and work on self, you're going to mm -hmm. carry over to 2021. But that being said, 
whatever your situation is, you need to give yourself time out to work on self and to relax. So even if you're under, for example, financial pressure, which is a tough one because you want to kind of fix yourself, but you need money and you're not making money. And that's the core problem. <laughs> you know that when you take a shower, you come up with your best ideas, you know, that old adage. Yeah. So get out of the situation that is putting you in burnout and take a walk. It doesn't mean that you have to go on a three-week holiday. It could mean mm. that you have to step out of your office, walk around the building for 10 minutes, go get some vitamin D, and go, go back in. And you could, do that, uh, you could do that once every hour. Give yourself mm. a break so that you can be of a good frame of mind so that you can focus on what you need to be doing to manage self. One million percent. Guys, I really enjoyed this podcast. I think we should do this again in the new year. Beth, will you come cool. back and visit us? I would love to come back and visit you. Thank you. That'll be awesome. Okay. Since we have two coaches, um, I would love to get some parting wisdom. Uh, Beth, especially from you, because Jason and I are, are going to do this again since he requested so nicely at the very beginning. But um, from you, Beth, some parting wisdom for the last three weeks, especially for those of us who identify as women in this world. So my parting wisdom would be to, especially as women, we are so hard on ourselves. Like the way we sometimes speak to ourselves is like we would never speak to anyone else like that. And it's about just, you know, take a step back and, and see everything you're doing right. You know, sometimes that is enough to just make you feel a tiny less burnout. It's just say, what am I doing right right now? And don't suffer in silence. Moaning with our friends can sometimes feel like it's helping, but if it's not making you move forward, start asking yourself, what is this? What is one small thing I can do to just move forward and not feel the same way uh, in the new year? So that would be my parting wisdom. These are great. I love wow. these wisdoms using them. And Jason, <clears throat> we're going to chat to you again, but do you have parting wisdom for us for today? I'm going to quote one of my biggest mentors. I absolutely love something he says. And I think it's applicable to this conversation, particularly and others. So as we go into the last three weeks of 2020, and you consider your situation where you are on the burnout scale, uh, and you consider other people in their lives and how we might compare ourselves, let's not compare, and this is the quote, how we feel on the inside to how others look on the outside. Mm, so true. Very true. Dropping us with the pearls yeah, Jason B. <laughs> Drop, Beth and I are dropping them in one by one. <laughs> Truth <Awesome>. bombs. <laughs> um, to both of you incredible human beings, thank you so much for this podcast today. This has been really great. I'm going to link both of your websites, both of your Facebooks, both of your Instagrams in the article on jacarandfm.com. And if you think that you need to reach out, you're always welcome to reach out. Um, but until next time, Jason B, Beth, thank you. Um, Thank you, Danny. Thanks, Jason. Bye. Pleasure, Beth. Thank you. Bye-bye.